Are you the Premier League of America? Fuck off. What? Premier League of America. We're the American Premier League. Premier League of America. Cock rankers. Can, can I join your league? No. Piss off. I didn't want to sell this stuff. It's only a job. I hate MLS as much Shh. as anybody. Are you sure? Oh, dead sure. I hate MLS more already. Listen, if you wanted to join the APL, you'd have to really hate the MLS. I do. Oh, yeah? How much? A lot. Right. You're in. Listen. The only people we hate more than the MLS are the fucking Premier League of America. Yeah. Yeah. Splitters. Splitters. And the Premier League of North America. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Splitters. Splitters. And the American Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. Splitters. Splitters. What? The American Premier League. Splitters! Split- We're the American Premier League. Oh, I thought we were the Premier League of North America. Premier League of North America? PLNA? Pasha! Whatever happened to the PLNA, Reg? He's over there. Splitter! Coming to you from the Twin Cities, this is Toughcast. Namaste, mera naam hai Nachiket, aur ye hai Toughcast, aur mere saath hai... I'm Jeff. How you doing, Jeff? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great, man. We were drinking some Rex Goliath. Is that Merlot that I opened up for it us? It is Merlot. Cheap wine, man. It could be a cab. It could be probably beer, and we wouldn't know the difference because it's four ninety nine at a local liquor store, and it's pretty great. Damn. Yeah, no, it's going to get us through the podcast. I Question. Think it is. Speaking of getting us through the podcast, can anyone get us through to Apple? Anyone? I don't know. I don't know. I tried. I tried. You heard. They had some rocking music. You were singing a lot of the whole music. They were playing uh, My Type. Yeah. By who? Really good song. Oh, why am I blanking on the name of the band? Now? Okay, okay, don't look it up right now. Why did you put me on the spot like this? It's um something hotel. Silent, not silent hotel. <laughs> that sounds like a video game. <laughs> why did you put me on the spot like this? No, no, no. Later, later. You're gonna think about it like halfway through the podcast. I will. But, I'm just gonna uh, shout. The it point out. is, the reason I was trying to contact support with Apple is because our iTunes feed isn't working yet. Hopefully, next episode. Eh, fingers crossed. Cross your great. fingers too when you're listening to us, and maybe maybe it'll happen. So for now, we are still in a holding pattern using our old feed. So, the first thing we need to do today's podcast that isn't to deal with stuff that we've been trying to deal with the last month is congratulate Carly Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah, today she won the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. Which is yeah. awesome. Exactly. Has an uh, American won I, that I, yet? I, I was hoping she'd also win the Water Ballon d'Or, uh, the uh, Helium Ballon d'Or. Helium Ballon d'Or, the Air Ballon d'Or. There you go. Yeah, there you uh, go. Also, uh, Jill Ellis. The coach, she won the coach of the year, which a lot of people were like, meh, 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 that doesn't sound right. She was not, she, they won in spite of her, the World Cup. Saint Motel. Saint Motel. There the band's name is Saint go. Motel. Go. All right. Anyway, shout out to you. Congratulations to the U.S. women's team. So, uh, as, as it so happens, whenever Toughcast, um, starts taking notes when jeff and i start taking notes bill peterson looks into his little spy camera that he somehow installed in our living room and my living room where we take notes and he managed to say all right guys put out the release that we're suspending the atlanta silverbacks operations right now Uh, i don't don't know why he does it when we're taking notes rather than recording it's because he cares because we always walk into the room and say well it was a slow week this week in nasl it's gonna be a quick podcast (laughs) it's become a tradition i think this is the third straight week i've walked in and been like oh this is gonna be a 20 minute pod and what what was the first thing i said to you when you said that uh just you wait yeah i I said just you wait and last week we literally got spanked by the news and this week Totally different. You know, you know. I went to a Silverbacks game in 2014. I went to Silverbacks. Right. Weren't they your second team? What? In theory, I think if you go oh, way right, back, right, 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 right. They were this past year. This past Which shows year, this you how close in your story. heart they were. 
Yeah. If you forgot yeah. they were your second team. Well, no, no, no. They were always the plucky underdogs I was pulling for. So and who you got now? Yeah. So, I mean, who's, I, your, who's your new second? Uh, the new Chicago squad, which ah, we'll get to in a second. We will. That That's... I'm a Chicago in heart. Although I, I did have something lined up for the Atlanta Silverbacks that I do need to share right now, which is, For each team's death diminishes me, for I am involved in team kind. Therefore send not to me now, for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for thee, Atlanta Silverbacks. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, isn't it? Pour a little out. Yeah, so uh, the Atlanta Silverbacks are no more for 2016. We are all um, in shock for this very expected piece of news, you would say, wouldn't you, Jeff? I would. This has to spell the end for them, right? Just in general? They went on hiatus once before. I would say that if they come back, they're probably going to move. I don't... I mean, why? Why would you try to compete with Atlanta United? Um, This was their last year. I think we talked about this at the end of 15, was that if they were going to have another year, it would have to be... I mean, they would obviously... Literally, it would have to be 16. But if they're actually going to have a successful year, this was their last chance. Because there's no way you're going to be able to draw from the same pool for a second division team. There's no marketing. There's no kind of... The market penetration is... This is going to hurt fans of the team. But I'm going to say this out loud. A lot of people have told me the Silverbacks don't have enough market penetration in the Atlanta area. It's not like Minnesota United where... Uh, or the Minnesota Stars, I would say, where there was still at least some awareness of who the team was because of the Thunder. The Silverbacks just flew under everyone's radar. And now you're going on hiatus for another year while Atlanta United's hyping up their marketing. I mean, it sounds to me like you'd be better off putting a team in somewhere like Savannah or you know Birmingham. Basically start fresh, mm-hmm. get some owners in a place where they're not going to be competing against a bigger franchise. Well, get some owners first. It's very tough for a team to be able to hold a presence when they don't have an owner that isn't the league. And this was interesting. Part of the the release was that Bill Peterson said that it was a fight to get, um, this is not a quote, but basically they were fighting to get ownership to keep Atlanta in Atlanta and they weren't able to and that's why they they made the team uh, go away pretty much it's it's really sad storied franchise won the well, i think it was the 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 spring cup in 2013 mm-hmm. um it, it's they did very unexpectedly great things last year mm-hmm. and so i wouldn't mind seeing guys like simon mensing Stuart seuss at minnesota we've already seen one guy go off to carolina as we'll discuss uh, so expect some of these silverbacks to find other homes in in U.S. soccer because and, and Gary Smith in particular. I want Gary Smith really bad. By the way, just so you know, Carl Craig. Uh, there was an article today in the Star Tribune about him going off to the MLS Combine as the, ML, the new Minnesota United head coach, and he said that they were talking to a potential assistant manager with MLS experience. Yeah, Gary Smith. Gary Smith, hopefully. I, I hope so. That would be wonderful. He's a, he's a great guy. Really fun guy to talk to when I interviewed him last year. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's move on to, to the next uh, piece of news, which is that Rio OKC, they announced a preseason match against the Houston Dynamo mm-hmm. on February 17th. That's like tomorrow. All right, let's guess they're starting 11. The Atlanta Silverback starting 11? <laughs> Wouldn't that make sense, though? Someone on Twitter was saying that. They were like, what if Ryo just signs all the Atlanta guys? Because they were, you know, it's league employees last year, you know? Yeah, I, I, I doubt it is my first guess. I think you will see a lot of Atlanta players latch on with them because that's pretty much a guaranteed starting job at this point. Yeah. And we haven't heard anybody for Ryo yet. We thought we would hear some this past week. I mean, to be fair, the strikers started, what, two weeks ago with a few returnees, and then every day they were announcing like four, five, yeah, six, seven, Yeah, but they had players. returnees. Ryo right. doesn't have returnees. Right now, Ryo has a roster of zero. They have Alan Marcina, who is quietly pacing the baggage claim at Oklahoma City Airport, 
because that's where he holds team meetings, I hear. Yeah, he's he's really used to it, I think. Right. He's waiting for his players to come down the turnstile. But. So we'll, we'll see. Keep an eye on Ryo Casey's Twitter account, which, um, yeah, they, it, they have a lot of gifs on it. I'm not a big fan. Anyway, moving along. Pascal Million, Jackson Armada's Pascal Million, scored a late winner for Haiti in the Copa Centenario. Now, we watched the highlights, and there was a nice graphic that came up that Kevin, somebody or the other, scored this like incredibly sloppy goal. A long cross comes into the box. As Kevin dude like outstretches his leg, and it seemed to me just like it did to the guys who were making the graphics. It seemed to me that the ball hits his leg and just basically bounces past this other goalkeeper. Who, I mean, atrocious goalkeeping and defending is not the word. So, but apparently Pascal Million was the guy who put that cross in, and it didn't actually touch the second guy's leg. So, right. So that's his goal for terribly played by both the striker and the goalkeeper, as well as the defense around it. Exactly. Just a horrible goal all around. But Damn. we'll now get to watch maybe Million, uh, Stuart Seuss, and... Stuart Seuss was in goal. Yeah, right. and Stuart Seuss looked really good in his little shorts, and he yeah. played quite well. Exactly. He's a huge dude, and he was wearing very small shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaime Castron, too. So we'll see all three of them at the Copa Centenario, I think. Um, so, so that, that'll be very exciting stuff. We've also got a bunch of preseason announcements, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville announced that on the 6th of February, they will be playing against the Philadelphia Union, coming off their own little scandal, which is in the past tense. So I bet be they'll get spanked, man. Yes. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> One team will. And then the Rowdies announced that they'll be playing against DC United on the 13th. The Strikers are going to take a training trip and play some friendlies in China. More on that later. And Ryo OKC, of course, is playing the Houston Dynamo with some players. It should be worth noting that also Armada announced preseason games against Orlando City and uh, New York York Red Bulls, Bulls too. So, fun times. Preseason shaping up. We should uh, hear some more news about, you know, preseason trips and all that. Cosmos went off to China last year. We went off to... Brazil. Hopefully there's, there's some stuff in the works, although maybe this year we're going to do more like MLS and just go to like Arizona and Portland or whatever. Yeah, well, we're doing the Portland tournament. Right. So, yeah, that might be the extent of it. We'll see. Uh, for our Canadian friends, the Am- Amway Canadian Championship A, A uh, is, I think I'm now contractually obligated to end every sentence in this particular report today. So, the Amway Canadian Championship A is going to be on the FC Edmonton and Ottawa Fury matches, A, are going to be on May 11th and May 18th, <laughs> May 11th and May 18th, A. Can you a. tell that I've had a little too much uh, Rex Goliath, A? A. A. Okay, moving right along to some FC Edmonton news. They're going to have a big signing. You saw this, Jeff. I didn't see this. Yeah, that's a huge, huge signing of Nick Ledgerwood. Who's Nick Ledgerwood? He's a Canadian international. He's about 30 years... Not about 30. He's 30 years old. Okay. We're not rounding on this one. He's a center defensive mid, has experience at right back, 30 years old. Last played with Energy Cottbus, which is a team that's been shipping itself through all three of the top three leagues in the Bundesliga over the last five years, comfortably Mm -hmm. sitting in the third level right now. Okay. And um, he was raised up in the 1860 Munich Academy. That would make him about 165 years old. Correct. Yeah. Well, he's only 155. So. Okay, yeah. So I he's mean, in his prime. Yeah, I mean, MLS is signing guys 145. We're yep. signing 155. And he's you know. yet no younger, no older than Raul. Exactly. <laughs> so, might as well start. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so let, hopefully we, we have a. Uh, We've got this right, and tomorrow it isn't like, FC Edmonton signs Stefan DeRue! Just watch, it's gonna be be like Dwayne DeRosario or something, where I'm gonna be like, ah, (laughs) and? 
I'm waiting for another <laughs> signing, and there's nothing. This guy has 45 caps with the Canadian national team, though. So Actually, nothing to sneeze at. This is this is one of those things. Stefan Derue might be a guy who ends up in uh, Oklahoma City because you know he worked under Marcina for a couple of years. He's been at San Antonio stalwart, but. A couple of these San Antonio guys might end up actually in Oklahoma. Remember when San Antonio had a team? That was fun. That was fun. Detroit you know who City, wants teams? Yeah, here you go. The AFC Cleveland and FC Buffalo are looking to move up their NPSL teams right now. And basically, we've, we've heard a few things about where these teams might end up, right? Kind of. I mean, it's been rumored, and these are all rumors and speculations, but with good sourcing. So Detroit is looking NASL. Sorry, Detroit. <laughs> my fir- remember my first podcast with you? I pissed I, off all of Detroit. I'm going to tell you this right now. I have never met a group of fans that are more full of themselves than Detroit City FC fans. Then you've never met Timbers fans. I See, Timbers fans don't go on Twitter and just like fucking say dumb shit all the time, man. Like, it's like, all right, guys, it's... You got a great little thing going that's wonderful, very commendable, fantastic, but it, they let it go to their heads. And we'll talk about this in a second when we talk about Minnesota United City, uh, uh, FC Reserves, and, and we'll talk about why I feel this way. But anyway, they're headed to NASL, which is, they fit right into some of the, the NASL fringe fans, I would say. Yeah. Um, this has been, for a couple of years, been rumored that Detroit City needs uh, external investors to make it to MLS, and their current investment group does not have enough funds but but we'll see we'll see the now, fc buffalo you think says that they prefer usl maybe right because that follows the brilliant trajectory of in order to get to the first division you play in the third because when i think mls i think buffalo new york also san diego flash the team that's going by landon donovan is also headed for usl according to all reports which mm-hmm. is uh, it just makes me boggles my mind that America is the only country where you put a team on hiatus like the San Diego Flash to move them up. In right. most other leagues, you got to play and play well and do well to move up. This is a country where you'd say, oh, guys, we're taking a break because mm-hmm. we're moving up. Yeah. That's so stupid. Anyway. It seems totally stupid to me. And yet, on that Landon note, I wouldn't be surprised if he's an assistant coach for Bruce Arena in the next year or two. Mm. And I would guess that if that were to happen, he would have to sell his ownership stake. Would he? Well, I would guess so. I mean, if you're going to be coaching... Isn't it like unless... Ryan Giggs, like some co-owner of somebody in Wales or whatever? Maybe, but it's the same continent and it's the same country. So I would think they'd be a little more touchy with it, especially when it's in the same state. MLS might have some uppity feelings about that, but who knows? We'll see. We'll we'll follow this news very closely and get you updates later. Peter Welt, our favorite uh, favorite Midwestern. I, f- I love his Twitter. His Twitter is so great. Oh, Peter Wilt's Twitter is like him going around the country looking up like Midwestern Kish. He always posts pictures of hams, schlitz. Bunch uh, of selfies with ham. PBR. It's awesome, man. I love, I love Peter Wilt's Twitter. The man well, himself is amazing. Too. Then you'll love him more because he's heading to Chicago. Oh, yeah. I am so happy. I mean, no secret of the fact that I really think an MLS or an ASL team in the... Uh, Actual city of Chicago could compete very heavily with an ML- with the MLS of Chicago Fire. So I mean, you could see- argue that you'd want to see an actual team in MLS in Chicago. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. I I think I think the city is very large. If if it does come to that, I think the team could support two first division and a couple of lower division teams. Should be uh, able to. It's it's a massive city, very worldly. I think people don't really 
get Chicago outside of Chicago because once you've lived there, you really realize that there's so many really cool, amazing things happening there. But to the rest of the world, it's like, oh, it's the Midwest, whatever. Uh, point is, Peter Wilt is an extraordinarily experienced soccer executive. He's really cool. And he knows the Midwest. I have not met a single person who has met Peter Wilt and thinks he's anything but amazing. And this includes, like... Peter Wilt? <laughs> I was going to say people who are in the ownership side. Typically, who the guys who, like, fans like. Turns out that they're not very good businessmen or executives because right. they're, like, too fan. But this guy, like... He is universally loved. He's had success with setting up the fire. He set up a great thing in Indy 11, uh, which now his position in Indy 11 moves up to Jeff Belskus. Who's this dude? Uh, he is the former Indianapolis Motor Speedway president. So he has a lot of experience with Indy car racing. Gentlemen, and start your engines. Da, 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 da. Every single game will start with the flags. And exactly. then and once stoppage time starts, he'll wave the checkered flag. It's all all really of their players exciting. will like play with little smoke bombs on their legs. So little helmets, little... little Peter check helmets. That would be awesome. That would be really That would cool. be kishy. That's so like, that, like you know, that. there's a guy in in uh, England right now who thinks that that is how Americans play soccer. Like that is a typical American soccer game. Right. Well, I mean, Minnesota's NFL team scored all their points with their feet. So technically, that was <laughs> except, a football game. Except, except the, the three that they needed. <laughs> Man, can we just quick aside here? Aren't you so glad we didn't go to that game? <laughs> <laughs> our tickets sold, so we didn't lose all our fingers. Uh, we did have tickets to this Minnesota Vikings playoff game. And yeah, that would have been atrocious. If Especially with that. how the ending is. We would have been so pissed off. Exactly. Um, anyway, back to uh, Jeff Belskis. He is assuming the president's role. It looks like Peter Wilt's going to be the GM through the spring, so he's going to help with the transitionary process and everything of getting the team set up for the season with the head coaching staff, which is good to see, you know, see him see that through. And, um, oh, Belskis is also the president of Holman and Company Food Stores and Liquor Stores. Ooh. So, free lunch. There you go. Perfect, yeah. Every, every Indy 11 game will now have a sponsor of all of their liquor. I Fantastic. hope they're sponsored by Wonder Bread to compete with all the bimbo brand teams. <laughs> That'd be great. Isn't Wonder Bread a bimbo brand, actually? I think so, but that's like the American equivalent, right? Okay. Maybe. All right, I'm going to start a bread any, company called uh, Whore. Any okay. white bread enthusiast, please tweet at 2UnitedFans. I know there's lots that listen to us. I'm actually a white bread enthusiast, actually. But anyway, moving right along, uh, that was like a surprisingly unintended double entendre. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, <laughs> MLS great. doesn't want Minnesota United to keep the United moniker because it's super confusing, man. Uh, when you have more than one team with the same words in it, which is why the other day when uh, there was this FA Cup game, I had no idea why the same team was playing each other twice. You yeah, know? Manchester United was playing against Sheffield, or was it the other way around? Why are you saying the same name twice? You're right. Silly me. Right? Uh, <sighs> this is Such the stupid. Such bullshit. I think the, the worst part is... We're, yeah, you were at the uh, announcement for MLS, right? Right, this past winter, and I was too. And at every point, you would turn and you would see, "Welcome to MLS, Minnesota United," and they right. made sure to throw in the United moniker at the end of it. And they didn't put the logo in there, so everyone thought, "Like, oh, they're not going to let us keep right. our logo." But Turns now, out, apparently, the logo is safe. Right, total bait and switch there, and. Uh, it's pissing people off because Atlanta announced it like a month, two months ago, which is so frustrating because they announced it later. And yeah. there's no reason that you would think like Atlanta deserves the United moniker. And, and there's some people on Reddit who are all like, oh, we're not like England. England might have a lot of Uniteds, but like that was a different time, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Like. 
every day we have proof that an entire country of people and millions of fans of places like Manchester United, West Ham United, Leeds United, around the world can cope with the fact that there are several teams that end in United. Right. We don't need more proof. I'm sorry. Like, it might have been a different time, but not everything Europe has to be like, well, that might not work in America. It's different. Yeah, okay. Uh, sure, you can make that argument sometimes, but not about something. This and, is one of those. And if they're going to piss and moan and say, we can only have two, here's my logic. First, DC United makes sense because it's kind of a political joke. And it's like, you know, yeah, we're in the capital and everyone's united. I get it. Fine, whatever. Also, they were one of the original teams. So fuck it. They can keep their moniker. I'm not pissed. Yeah. Minnesota, perfect sense. It's in between the two major cities of the area. You know, it's uniting a bunch of former clubs, former fans, former leagues, all this stuff. Makes perfect sense. Atlanta... It united a very great uh, focus group, actually, when they came up with the name. That That's was, true. That is that true. Was, uh, they were really, they came together and was like, this sounds great, guys. Go with it. Anyway, <laughs> point is, this is dumb. We disagree with it. Um, I'm at least happy that, and by the way, just one last point on this. If you're talking about confusing fans, how many fans in Minnesota are going to be confused with uh, people saying like, oh, Minnesota United, right? Who's this other team? What happened to Minnesota United? I thought they were going to MLS. What happened? You're going to confuse everybody here. And who who is this team supposed to appeal to? Mm-hmm. They've done a hell of a job rebranding this team, remarketing this team. And even the casual fan that doesn't go to games or anything is like, oh yeah, United. I know exactly what that is. And so it's been such a tremendous... You didn't see that with the Stars. You didn't see that with NSC yeah. Minnesota. You know, you didn't see it with all these other brandings. And now they've done such a great job. All I'm saying is that even if they make us go... Minnesota FC and we're called the loons our chants are all gonna say united people are still gonna refer to them as united it's gonna happen yeah it's it's dumb I cannot believe that this hasn't been finalized yet uh, it, it sh- shakes my confidence in MLS's executives well, anyway. right now there's a little bit of stadium buzz let's kind of shift gears a little bit sticking with Minnesota in the next phase in the next league uh, there are plans to put the stadium on the south central edge of the proposed 12 block area so for those of you who live in the cities or are familiar with the midway area that's gonna be right between Snelling and Pascal Avenue avenues mm-hmm. and that's like between asbury and simpson in that area it's gonna be great right off of saint anthony it's a great area that's the right place to put it i think renderings rumors say sometime in february or march but we're not sure about with that. shovels going in the ground this summer right. so that you're ready to open well in advance for march uh, i'm sure they'll save it for when they need a good uh, news day uh-huh. uh the other thing is minnesota united reserves have moved to the premier league of america which hey. was formerly known as the great lakes premier yeah. Uh, which is a bunch of N- NPSL squads that had uh, split away from NPSL. Or or actually, I think it was two two teams that had not qualified for NPSL. They went off and they were like, we'll do our own thing. So now, going back to our Detroit City friends, a lot of them were really ticked off last year when they, Minnesota United forfeited a couple of NPSL games. And, and we've talked about this on the pod. Essentially, there was a game, it was rescheduled once, and then it was rescheduled again. And Minnesota United Reserve said, sorry guys, we, we can't do this. Like, this is not... It was against uh, the Indiana Fire. Mm-hmm. And, and this actually affected who went into the NPSL playoffs. So, uh, it, it did have an impact. But let me put it this way. These guys are guys who are not likely earning money. They are amateurs. They have jobs. You've rescheduled a game twice already because of rain. I have no sympathy with people who are like, oh, but they should have made it work. I'm sorry. If you had made it on like a weekend or something, like that, I get it. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the case. At least two of these dates were weekdays. So uh, 
Of course they're going to forfeit. And that, that's that's life. That's what happens. And now, the thing is, okay, you, you say all that. You deride Minnesota United Reserves. I can see why you're sore. Now, today they announced for this Premier League of America thing, which I think that name is really silly, but yeah. that's beyond the point. They announced for this league, which has all of its teams in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Michigan, and one team in Ohio. They're split into two divisions, Minnesota and Wisconsin together in the West Division, and Illinois, Ohio, and Michigan in the East Division, okay? Mm-hmm. So... Literally, this league has all of the teams in Minnesota will play in the regular season, presumably, in an area which only had two of the NPSL teams that they faced. There are literally no Midwest region 2016 NPSL teams that are in any of the states, Minnesota or Wisconsin, where all of our other opponents are now going to be. So this reduces travel costs of Minnesota United. It reduces the amount of time their players have to take going away, which means they're Guys who are on a senior team can go in the reserves uh, or can be on the bench maybe on Saturday and then play on the reserves on Sunday maybe. Or they can um, have these guys miss less work. So it just makes sense all around. Do you worry about a competition gap? Or do you say that the difference in competition between the NPSL and the Premier League of America... I don't know enough to comment on that. Dude, I'll be perfectly honest. Right, I don't enough. know enough I about either, either league. I but you I will say this, which is, so when Minnesota United makes this really sensible decision where they're owning up to the fact that something did go wrong last year, you still have these Detroit City FC fans, and they were all these guys, basically, that I saw on Twitter, being like, <laughs> this is so stupid, blah, blah, blah. Make up your mind. Do you want this team in your league, or do you not want them in your league? They're making a decision that reflects the reality that you've been putting forward, I think the thing that would maybe bother me a little bit more, if anything, is that this might be an indication of Minnesota's view of what they need out of a reserve team and what they would need out of possibly a youth academy as well, which would be the players that would often start on these kind of second tier within a team squad. And so because of this, it means that maybe they're not prepared. Maybe they're not ready. Maybe they don't have all this stuff founded and ready to go for 17. Um, We'll see what happens with the USL thing. I I think that that's going to be something where... The agreement between MLS and USL probably has a few things in there. I don't know enough specifics, but I would Mm -hmm. guess that at the very least, there are enough USL squads in this world where if they're not ready to go with a a team-owned team, that they can be like, all right, guys, you're our academy team now. Here's an agreement. Sign it. We'll send you some players. Every MLS team has one of those at least. Yes. FC Dallas, yeah, has just got one at OKC Energy. So the point is, I would say that this reflects the reality of the fact that our current organization has funds to maybe have a, a certain amount of travel costs, but they don't have enough to, 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 to fund a, a team that can take as much uh, time off based on their wages as some of these guys in the other NPSL teams would expect. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So so they did they did made a sensible business decision. Yeah. From a business so, standpoint, it makes sense. From a competition standpoint, you start to wonder, but neither of us can really comment on that. What we can comment comes? on is an NASL-related game that was played this last week. So here we go. I will fill in my part of what I can do, and having not watched the game, but you did, you're going to do the rest. Are you ready? Ready. Take a stretch. Take us out a couple sips of Merlot. And here we go, because Julius James is on a field. He's out of the commentator box, and I am pissed because I loved his T-shirts and suits, and that's not going to happen anymore. He's 31 years old. He's back. He lined up at right center back for, for the strikers. Not Schalke. <laughs> Julius James. Class Jan Hundler in the, in, the, in the attack, and uh, Julius James on the back. Uh, yeah, that's Strikers the name played of, Schalke. That's the hot new mixtape coming out of Lauderdale, right? In, in Huntelar the, uh, in the front. 
in attack. Right. Exactly. Jewish James in the back. All right. Um, <laughs> Strikers played Schalke in the Florida Cup. They were actually part of a parade at Disney World. That was fantastic. What's the name of this cup? Is it the Florida Fun Cup? <laughs> right? Where all your dreams come true? All right. Um, uh, let's see. There are four other players. So Julius James is actually on trial. These are all trials. Right. He was not signed to the team yet. We didn't miss that one. There are four other guys who are on trial. Let's go over them a little bit while you drink your Merlot. We have Eddie Abadio, who's 28. He played with the US U 17s for a little bit. He went to the University of North Carolina, played for the Colorado Rapids for a dream, played for the Tampa Bay Rowdies, and then played for CD Aguia. Yeah, where, which country is that? I think that's in? a Venezuelan team. I'm not sure though. Anyway, he's also with the Railhawks for a little while. So we'll see if he breaks. I don't think I got to see him play much the other day. Okay. There's a guy named Felipe Campos who is part time lumberjack. Tall, dark, and borchers. Seriously, he looks like someone took Nate Borchers, like murdered his parents in front of him, and made him, like, got him a tan and made his rare hair black instead of red. Shit, that's heavy. Yeah, no, this guy looks, in in the little media guide photo, he looks like he's going to kill people. Mm-hmm. Um, he has played in Brazil, obviously that's where he was born, Croatia for just a brief second. He was in the Wellington Phoenix in 2007 in Aus- the A-League in Australia. He's also in Saudi Arabia in the late 2000s, and he was back in the lower levels of Brazilian soccer more recently. Um, no idea how good he is. Question for you. Yeah. For any team building league, I know there's something fun about owning Brazilians. It's just, it's a great fan tactic to say we have Brazilians. How many old Brazilians is too many old Brazilians? Right. There's just a crap ton of those now in the NASL. And, and the Fort Lauderdale Strikers, like, their whole setup now is geared towards um, Brazilian. Just taking a side, I was listening to the Tailgate Show, which go back and listen to the Tailgate Show's last episode with uh, Fort Lauderdale Strikers CEO Sean Guerin and their managing director, Luca Kakuchi, because fantastic pieces of information. Basically, they're copying Corinthians' setup for their business model. They're investing a lot more money in the soccer side of things at, at Fort Lauderdale. Um, and they're... I wasn't satisfied with what I heard about attendance. I don't think they're... The, I didn't hear enough telling me that they're going to work towards increasing the attendance. They they seem to have a kind of build it, we'll build it and they will come sort of attitude. Right. Which, uh, I don't know. They've built a top-notch uh, fitness lab now with this guy who did some really innovative things with Corinthians. And they're, of course, now bringing in just tons of Brazilians, both on the management side and with the team. So anyway, getting back to this game, they also had two other guys named Paulo Cesar and Luis Felipe Fernandez. Paulo Cesar's 21s, he played with Corinthians U20. Luis Felipe was Cruzeiro U20. uh, And he's also played for the US U20s, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So, pretty cool. I mean, um, but... I I didn't didn't notice Luis Felipe if he was on the pitch. Paulo Cesar, though, he was actually... He played his head off, at least early on. And he was uh, pretty solid. Like, I was kind of surprised just to see him on the pitch. Julius James also wasn't that bad. In general, Fort Lauderdale got um, smacked. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Schalke held possession. The ball was pretty much always an attack for them. Uh, Fort Lauderdale had a couple of decent chances. Uh, on Santos shot a ball. It was kind of dramatic. Ooh, you heard the crowd go like that and moment. But it went wide. You also had a ball that Adrian Nino, their new uh, older Brazilian dude who they signed, he actually played pretty decently. He had some really interesting moments. This guy's going to be a really intriguing guy to watch on the pitch. But anyway, he knocks a free kick, just perfect delivery on a free kick. Uh, I think it was Macon Santos who headed the ball towards the net. Thankfully, it was deflected away, but um, he was offside anyway. But it's just an exciting moment in the game. But that's about it. I don't remember much of anything. Also, worth... Th- 
talked about the fact that Bruno is the guy who started for Fort Lauderdale in goal, not Diego Restrepo. I think that was expected. They gave him the one jersey with the implication right. that he would be the primary starter. I mean, there's a lot of tournament left. I think yeah. there's, what, four, eight teams in this mm-hmm. tournament? A lot of games. They'll probably get some caps out to Restrepo in the other Strikers game. have had one week of training. They wouldn't have done any better than 2-0. Uh, a 2-0 loss. 2-0 against a, a first division Bundesliga team. In season first division. Yeah. It's not bad, especially because Huntelaar actually came on as a sub. Right. Exactly. It wasn't totally the D squad. You know, they actually had a couple guys. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right, let, let's take a quick break here, Jeff, uh, and we'll be right back in a half second here. Right, we're back at Duffcast. I'm Notch. Jeff is here too. Who's left for the Cosmos, Jeff? Well, there's Jimmy Marver. And... Kyle Zobeck. Brian Holt, who I know about because there were these awesome photos where they both looked exactly the same. Yep, we've got um, rumor, 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 not Ronaldinho, and yeah, that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, uh, we got. We've, we've heard that Walter Restrepo is off to Philadelphia Union, probably. Um, Basically, unsurprising. The guy's been a standout in NESL for a couple of years at least. Yep. So, unfortunately, he's going to have that stupid uh, traded for hotel rooms and limousines. Actually, we have an upgrade now. Yeah? We have a total upgrade on that. Rather than being traded for some hotel rooms and a a nice bottle of brandy, what we have for Walter Restrepo this time to the Philadelphia Union, so it's across different leagues, which is kind of tough to find value, Union will be loaning out a player. Now, you may think... Ooh, that's got to be Leo Fernandez. He was loaned to the Cosmos last year. Nope, it won't be Leo Fernandez. Went ahead and confirmed it. Empire Stalker did, that is. And that player will not be Leo Fernandez, who was one of their better players last year. Yeah. And didn't he win the Young Player of the Year this last year, too? Uh, I think no, it was I think Leo. Was Pino. Let me double check on that. But the point is, he was one of their great playmakers. He was one of the young guys who kept the motor running, and he's gone. And he won't be coming back. But someone else from Philly is... Haji Wright is off to Schalke. Too. Yep, Haji's gone. And who does that leave you with? Uh, I, guys like Danny Zatella, you know, who NASL has been promoting. Um, I, I think a few other guys are probably going to come back from their squad. Um, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't researched uh, to see who's there. But what was it? What's that? What's that? You're putting your hands up. Fernandez was the young player of the year in the NASL this last year. Pino won the golden ball. Pino also won another award. Golden boot. And best 11. Oh, right, he right, won right. those three, but they gave Fernandez the young player. Last time I ever disagree with you, Jeff. Last time. Please don't make that true. Also, I, I hear the Philadelphia Union are also going to trade all of their collection of ceremonial paddles to the New York Cosmos. Gio Sabaresi <laughs> has taken some uh, Peter Novak coaching advice. Uh, moving on, uh, Carolina Railhawks signed Paul Black, who played for uh, Atlanta last year as a defender. They signed Marvin Ceballos from Indy, who uh, some Indy fans were really upset to see him go. Uh, I th- two solid signings. Can't disagree. Solid, NASL not dudes. spectacular. Depth guys. Yeah, Sabio showed some signs that he was in for maybe greater things in the future, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they sent this dude Billy Schuler, who's 25. He was at Hammarby in uh, Sweden, I think it is. I believe so. Yeah, for two Scandinavia. Years. Yeah, 12, 13, and then he was at the Earthquakes in San Jose for uh, 2014, and Whitecaps to 2015. So he's kind of, his trajectory has been like. Ee- but 
That said, he's 25. There's some time to turn it around. Speaking of former MLS guys going into the league, Tampa Bay signed Michael Nanchov, who played with Vancouver and Portland and MLS. He's from Ohio, so now he's doing complete diagonal trajectory from Cascadia down to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he was most of the time when he was with Vancouver and Portland, he was loaned out to either the USL or to Sweden because, of course, of course those are interchangeable. Exactly, yeah. It's like I would either be in Stockholm or I would go off to Cincinnati. Same right. difference, man. Pretty much. So who knows what's going to happen. Some people called him the American Slatan. Well, he was in Sweden. That is not true. Um, he's 27 years old. He's a winger in the midfield, which is absolutely not what Tampa Bay needed to sign. That was the last position for them to sign. I don't know what's going on there, but we'll figure it out. Maybe play him out of position, a little Jurgi Klinsmann ball. And he technically won the MLS Cup in 2015 because his contract was through Portland. So <laughs> cup winner, veteran, excitement. <laughs> Tampa Bay also re-signed Justin Chavez, who has 15 appearances on seven starts. Yeah, solid pickup again. Keeping keeping a guy who's who's making some hay in his time with your team. Looks like uh, Colin Falvey is going to be leaving Ottawa, and that's according to uh, Jake Nutting. Yeah, yeah, of Empire of Soccer and uh, the unused substitutes. You said before that Nutting was a was a great last name, and mm-hmm. I thought that Nutting would be a great name if he was on Black People Twitter. <laughs> uh, Jake, you, you've got you got. I think you got a future ahead of you in. Um, Getting Instagram followers and being an influencer and a Twitter maniac who gets free products and then posts funny <laughs> vines. Uh, Juan Arango of Mallorca, Borussia, Magladbach, tips Fedora, uh, and the Venezuelan <laughs> national team has been linked to the Cosmos. He's also linked to a few MLS sides, I will add. So this guy apparently is pretty good, yeah? Yeah, I mean, he is the most heavily capped player in Venezuelan history. He's 35 years old. I know. Cosmos, 35-year-old dude who speaks Spanish. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's had a great career. Uh, started I'm off... just uh, thinking of like Raul coming out with a big bushy like mustache and like hornworm specs like, I am Juan Arango! And like right. looking, looking suspiciously around the room. Quick aside, what's the over-under on months before Raul starts campaigning to be the new most interesting man in the world in Dosaki's commercials? <laughs> I'm going to set the bar at six uh, and a half months. Twitter users take the over and under. I'm pretty Please sure this do. Felipe Campos guy's trialing for the strikers has the look going, though, for himself. So, really does. All right, b- back to Mr. Arango. He He's... Pretty good. Uh, there are various MLS clubs interested in him, apparently, according to a quote in a news article. Mm-hmm. And he's got a, a most concrete offer, according to him, from the Cosmos. Yep, which so. would make sense. I mean, he retired from the national team, I think, this last October, had his testimonial. I mean, again, he's 35 years old, but Savarese reached out to him and said, hey, join our club. And he said, sure, probably. And he just waiting to find out his nickname, El Capi, which is probably short for El Capitan, which, yeah. Cool, man. That's cool. Awesome. I, Miami I FC had a couple of signings as well, NESL Miami. They signed the former 2014 NASL champion, Jonathan Borajo. This is a dude who, <laughs> Fort Lauderdale, I think it was like at the start or halfway through the fall season, somewhere at that point, came in like, Fort Lauderdale signs Jonathan Borajo. And then when I Googled him, it came out that there was another article that said, Fort Lauderdale signs Jonathan Borajo from like January of 2015. Because and basically he'd been signed and then immediately in training I think he tore his ACL I think it was why is ACL or Achilles one or two yeah and so he'd been out for half of the season came back guy's a solid defender so to see him join Miami I'm not surprised um, 
Miami also had uh, another signing. They got this guy named Paolo Cassione. I think hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's a fitness coach. He'd been with the Canadian women's national team and some of their other national teams. He had also been at the Montreal Impact while Mr. Nesta, our friend, the coach of Miami FC, had been there as well. Mm -hmm. They had one other signing, 28-year-old U.S. defender Rhett Bernstein, who had 67 caps in Norway with Mundalen. Fun fact, uh, Barajo and Bernstein played together in 2013 at Mundalen. So of course, of course. So now we can start the uh, the the pipe dream that uh, Miami is actually a, a child club to their parent club Mundalen, Mundalen over in Sweden. Can we have both of these? I would like to contact Miami FC. If any Miami FC people are listening right now, uh, let your team know that we'd like both of these guys to come over and eat some lutefisk with us on yep. video. And we'll conduct an interview. Awesome. We'll give them the prep questions, and then we'll start talking like the Swedish chef from the Muppets. <laughs> and uh, they'll love it. They'll feel at home. I'm really excited. Final piece of news is Mr. Neil Morris, our friend from Carolina, came out and said that he'd heard from league officials that the schedule should be out somewhere in the next uh, two to seven days from uh, when we're recording this podcast during the 11th. So hopefully next week, now that we know that Atlanta's canned, they can come out and give us a schedule and mm-hmm. let us know what's going to happen. So exciting times ahead for us. We'll get to find out just how many home games from Minnesota they've crammed in between October and November. Interesting conspiracy theory, by the way. They announced the Atlanta drop from the league of the night of the college national championship game when no atlanta fan is paying attention to twitter or to soccer is atlanta in the championship i mean atlanta is one of the primary college football cities in america let me check who's right i I have no idea who's even playing to be honest i was at the blue door eating a blue sea earlier for lunch that sounds so good it was so delicious and i i saw that alabama is in there alabama and clemson clemson I don't know where Clemson is. I don't know crap about football, dude. I didn't care about football. When I year. watched the Minnesota Vikings game the other day, when the, the guy missed this kick, I was like, why are they ending the game before the clocks run out? And people on Twitter were like, are you an idiot? Like, don't you know all this? I was like, no, I really don't. I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> Clemson's in South Carolina, by the way. Yeah, so two southern teams. It makes sense um, that they try to kind of, I don't know how well it's going to work. This is huge news, but uh, hopefully at least they can temper some of the disappointment people already are tailgating and having beer and chips and nachos at home okay uh we're now at exactly the point i said we want i wanted us to be during the break i said 10 more minutes we're 10 more minutes jeff this has been a great pod i've enjoyed uh drinking this rex goliath Uh, if any rex goliath executives would like us to sponsor uh or like to sponsor our podcast um jeff has awesome pointing skills he's pointing the bottle right now in the way baby zoom in and show you on the home shopping network but thank you for listening to Tough Cows. Subscribe to us on Twitter at TWO United Fans where you can hear all of our funny jokes. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on Stitcher and on SoundCloud. Wait to subscribe on iTunes until we tell you that we have a new feed. Hopefully that will or be Or we next hold week. the same feed because apparently that might be a choice. Who the hell knows? I, I just really just want Not to Apple, apparently. Damn iTunes saga ended. But anyway, <laughs> point is, we are done for today. This is Notch. This is Jeff. Have a great night, everybody. Bye-bye.